Welcome to the Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Jess. And I'm Kat. And today we'll be discussing Eating Her Christmas Cookies by Alina Jacobs. But before we get started, we'd like to remind you to rate and subscribe to you on your preferred podcast app so others can find us. We'd also like to remind you that you can find us on Instagram at Pod and on Twitter at PHXPod. You'll find those links as well as the link to our blog and email address in the show notes. Now, to the book! <laughs> How did we choose this? Why did we choose this? <laughs> um, we decided we wanted to try some themed romances. Okay. And, I mean, there are lots of themed romances that you can get anyway. Like, it's not like a new phenomenon or anything. No. But uh, we chose a new one because the title made us laugh. This was a Garage Night special. Oh, yeah. Um, for, for our listeners who don't understand, um, Kat and I hang out in her parents' garage. <laughs> And smoke hookah and talk about weird things. And this particular night, we pulled out a whole ton of romance novels out of your mom's oh God, like yeah. stack. And we went through them. And then we decided to go on Amazon, take a look. Yeah, and be like, what's going on? And we found this one. And the title made us laugh so hard. Because she has a whole like line of these books that have just, wait, what titles? yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of how this one got chosen. Yeah, I'm a little surprised we actually settled on this, because we tried really, really hard, but I think part of it was we were coming off of some books that weren't quite as satisfying for us. We're like, you know, let's just do something really weird and see how it goes. Yeah. Because all the ones that we were thumbing through, God, there were no sex scenes. So, we would like to clarify, though, <laughs> it doesn't have to have sex in it for us to be happy. We just kind of want it sometimes. Yeah, not all the, not all the time. Like, but so this is the second part of our like Christmas recording stuff. Yes, and this is actually going to come out after Christmas. This will come out yeah. the day after New Year's. Yeah. So, um, happy holidays! I hope you guys had a good one. And a safe one. Yes, please be safe. But um, yeah, no, the anthology that was released prior to this. Ugh. Uh, left us wanting in many, many ways, and I think this was a good, like, oppositional it kind was, of... This was so different to a snowy little Christmas. It was more Christmas. fun. It was hella long, but it was fun. But I should probably read the synopsis before I get too far into our discussion Yes, today. please read the longest synopsis we have ever seen oh in our lives. Okay, so... This is two-sided, and even the synopsis is two-sided. Yes. So here we go. From Jack. In my perfect world, it would always be winter and never Christmas. I despise the holiday. I hate carols, shopping, and pretending to be a perfect family. I walked away from my family, or rather, they walked away from me. My heart is like ice. See it creeping up the walls. Oh, wait. No. That's royal icing. I never should have allowed the Great Christmas Bake Off to film in my tower, and I never, ever should have agreed to be a judge. From Chloe. I love Christmas. I love sparkly window decorations, heartwarming holiday movies, and themed coffee. Most of all, I love Christmas baking. Even though this company is sponsoring the Bake Off show, billionaire Jack Frost claims he hates sweets, but after he tastes my goods, I know he'll come begging for more. And when you know it, That night, Jack Frost asked me to come up to his penthouse and give him a special taste of my Christmas cookies. Against my better judgment, I went. I baked him my signature gingerbread cookies, and of course, he ate them up. 
It should have been a Christmas miracle, but Jack Frost couldn't have come into my life at a worse time. Not only am I broke, but this was my first Christmas after my Oma died. Someone is trying to sabotage me in the Great Christmas Bake Off. I'm being stopped by a mall Santa. Sleeping with one of the judges is a disaster waiting to happen. I needed Jack and his washboard abs about as much as I needed that third sticky bun. But when he says in his deep, sexy voice, Can you make me some more cookies? Well, stick a candy cane in me. I'm done. There's so much innuendo in that. And I wish you guys could see the face I was making. Because Cat <laughs> got to see it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, we... First of all, I thought he fell in love with the... The wedding cookies, not the gingerbread cookies. He fell in love with the weird because wedding he, like, cookies. Couldn't get enough of them, right? That's what initially made him think of her and not stop thinking of right. her. Right. But it says about like he liked the gingerbread ones too. They I mean Right? Gingerbread's but, fine. But he really fell for those those wedding cookies, which they're like different kinds of wedding cookies. And so like when I read through it and know she's talking about like what's in them. Uh, we call those Russian tea cakes, and we don't flatten them out. We make them into, like, a ball, and you cover them in powdered sugar, and so like pecans in it. Oh, those are so yeah, good. Yeah, you had them, right? Yeah. That's Your what, mom made those them Those are, like, the same thing, I think. And they are so good. They, okay. They're messy as shit, though. I want everybody to know that around the holidays, Kat's mom goes a little crazy in the kitchen. Ooh. And we get some of the best Christmas treats. So good. They're so, so good. I think she's getting ready to do butter cookies. I think she's going to make them while, um, while I'm gone this week. Okay. So I think that's the plan. Do me a favor and save me some. She They freeze so well, which you never think about for cookies, but they do. I think her plan is, like, more of those, like, peanut butter snowdrifts. Oh, those are so then, good, too. <laughs> and then the butter cookies that we frost and bacon buns. And maybe cinnamon rolls? I can't remember the other thing she said she wanted to make. These are called Austrian wedding cookies. Yeah, okay, so... I read them as Australian wedding cookies, and I was like, I didn't know they had their own weird. cookie. <laughs> no. Anyways, I wanted to point that out because I read through that synopsis... A couple just, times. Yeah, just a couple times. And the first time I looked at it, and I was like, why is this so long? Um, but then that jumped out at me when I was reading it today. I was like, hey, I don't think that was the right thing. Yeah, it was, I didn't realize it until you read it again and pointed it out. Yeah, because I, I don't think we're wrong. No. It'd be weird if both of us were wrong about the book. Okay. <laughs> Occasionally one of us is wrong. I want to point out, though, that we read this a while ago because I am going on this week-long vacation. I will be back by the time this comes out. Yeah. You are doing the move. There's a big, huge thing. So we tried to record this episode last weekend. With our other episode, but we had technical difficulties. It's just, it's just been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. But anyways, so normally we're pretty good at recalling information. Yes. So if for some reason we are very wrong, please let us know and we will apologize to Lena Jacobs. But. Pretty sure we're, we're right. We're pretty sure that's not how it went down. He had, she had to keep making these wedding cookies. Yeah, because like he tried to replicate them. And they were bad. And he had to like go to the grocery store, but he didn't get the right toasted nuts. And like, also, I don't know that I'm. I feel like in the book he's like salted nuts or something, and you're not supposed to do that. Ooh, that's it so much salt. Off, it throws off the chemistry of your like recipe and stuff. Okay, so, so I don't cook <laughs> because I'm bad at it, and I don't bake because I'm tired all the time, and I don't like standing there waiting for things to oh, not burn. Yeah, no, I like both of those things. I just 
and not good at prioritizing time to do those things because yeah. it's a lot. It's a big thing Anything to take. where I have to pre-make stuff, like, I could never do bread. No. Partly because I don't want bread on my hands and partly because you have to, like, knead it and let it sit and rise and then knead it again sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just not down. My kitchen is also very small. That's, it's not set up very well for baking purposes. No, I have a whole section of counter that I can't really use because yeah. it's by the stove in the corner. It's really weird. Yeah, it's a deep corner. Yeah. It's, I found out that my apartment kitchen is exactly 12 feet long. <laughs> Like, this is perfect. <laughs> I felt I felt really excited about it. I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. It's almost like a galley kitchen. Yeah. Like you don't have anything on the other side. It's just no. a wall. It's just a wall on the other side with my, oh my, my table, my dining room table hanging off my wall. Uh, so let's get into the book. We have a list of topics on this whiteboard in the closet that we're recording in. What do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about the absolute insane length of this book? I think that's a good place to start. This is by far... Not necessarily the longest in page number, no. like page count that we read, but it's the longest in terms of how many chapters because it was bouncing back and forth. There were 71 chapters. And there were some chapters that were just like four or five pages. So which I... Is, I don't know, which is weird for me. I don't know if you do this. I don't know if anybody else does this. When I'm reading on my Kindle, I have it set to tell me how many minutes are left in each chapter. Yeah, it's like a percentage and then, like, your reading pace. Yes. Yeah. So I am really in on what my reading pace is, like, how many pages per hour I can read. I don't know why. I have an app on my phone that records how long I read. You're like that weird kid that likes reading logs or something. I am that weird kid who liked reading I logs. I like them, too, but not like that. <laughs> it is insane. I paid money for this app to tell me. But I noticed that a lot of the chapters only took me about two to three minutes yeah, to get through. Yeah, it was really, really short. And I'd be like, how am I already, like, 80% of the way through this chapter? I was like, oh, it's only, like, six pages. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting how long it was. It's, like, 400 and some pages at the end. I think, even though we're saying it's such a long book, that shouldn't really count as a negative because it wasn't a hard read. No, not it at all. It was very, very fast. And I think that was because the chapters were so short. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other books, we've had, like, the span of, like, eight pages versus, like, 27 pages in yeah. Sarah, Sarah McLean? Sarah McLean. McLean. Yeah, it's close. You were close. Um, but not quite. But I don't really think that's a negative thing. It's just an impressively long Christmas-themed book. There was a lot happening. I didn't expect a Christmas-themed book to be so long. Neither did I. Well, that's also... so Okay, so I want to preface this by saying Kat read Eating Her Christmas Cookies before she read A Snowy Little Christmas. And enjoyed it. And then told me, you're going to laugh reading this. Read it first. Yeah. And then I said, let me read the anthology just in case that's worse. And I can end on this note. And yeah. boy, am I glad I did because it took Kat a while to get into the anthology. It, I don't think I would count myself as into the anthology. I don't know that you ever made it. <laughs> but I did it. Like, I read it. Uh-huh. So I guess that counts as Anyways, we, uh, we liked it a lot. It was really funny. I would give some of her other themed books a try. I'm a little concerned about some of them, but... There was a Halloween okay. one, something about a pumpkin, and it made me laugh so hard. In her hard. pumpkin patch. Face, falling face first into her pumpkin patch. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it's called. Cause I sent you the Terrible. screenshot of that, that cover. Terrible. Uh, but I'd so still give it a try. <laughs> I would still, I would try them. I think they're fun. They made, they did make us laugh. You are right. They yeah. did make me laugh. There were a couple times where I went, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. It's uh, kind of what you expect from a romance novel where like you can't 
believe this is happening because it sounds so weird. Yeah. But you know it's probably happened to somebody at some point. And you're like, oh, those poor people. Yeah. So, but, um, gosh, we just... So let's start, I guess, with the characters. So I read the synopsis from both perspectives. We already get it. Chloe's super into Christmas, but she's having, like, personal problems. And she's like, this is my opportunity to, like, get more followers on Instagram and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then we have our Grinchy Grinchy... His name is Jack Frost. Of all the names that you could choose, his name is Jack Frost. Also, I couldn't get the image of the cartoon Jack Frost out of it with the silver hair. Okay. You know the one that they kept making fan art of with Elsa? Yes. So you, the one that was played by Chris Pine. Yeah. Okay. You had that in your head. Yeah. Do you remember the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen? Yeah. The third one that has Jack Frost in it? No. You never watched that one? If I did, I don't remember it. I know I definitely watched the first and second. I had that Jack Frost in my head, and let me just tell you, that man is older. Who plays that Jack Frost? I'm going to find that information out. I'm going to find out who plays Jack Frost, because I can't remember it for the life of me. But I had that guy in my head. Yeah. So we have these two different characters. They are one who's very into Christmas and one who is very bah humbug. And I feel like... It was kind of a stereotypical, like, Hallmark Christmas movie, which we're not going to talk about Hallmark, those assholes. For cutting the lesbian kissing. Yeah, fuck them. And it was only because they were peer pressured by a group of conservative moms called the One Million Moms or something like that. I don't know. It was stupid. If you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. The whole squeaky wheel gets the grease bullshit. Whatever. Um, so Jack Frost, he comes from, like, a really well family. However, his parents are, like, real crazy and they make them pay for their own education and all stuff. So he and his siblings, Jack Fro- Jack Frost and Santa Claus Three is played by Martin Short. Now I feel stupid, but just so everybody knows, that's who I couldn't get out of my head, and it was really weird. It was awful. It was, awful. It was terrible. Anyways, um, so he's really well off, and he's decided he's going to make this tower of penthouses as his first like venture into real estate. Yeah, which sounds like cool. Go for it, but he chooses like a terrible location. I also really hate. That he calls it his tower. Because for some reason, that, like, screams Beauty and the Beast, where you're, like, locked in the tower. Okay. So, is this a weird Christmas metaphor? He's locked himself in his tower? Because at the time this this thing happens, he kind of lives there by himself. Yeah, because no one wants to rent, because he chose a shitty part of town, or the city. Not town. (laughs) Because they're in New York. They're in New York. That's different. Can you imagine calling New York a town? Like, how dare you? How dare. Um, but yeah, so Jack Frost, I don't, I get why the name was picked. It's Christmassy. It's kitschy. It's whatever. Yeah. But, um, I was like, shit, if her name's Elsa or something, I'm gonna be real mad. <laughs> but it wasn't, it was Chloe, so we're okay. Oh, God. Um, he, he's so sorry, he's like never cold, and so he's always walking around with that jacket. It's snowing. But I know people from New York that live in New York. That's not a thing people do. Like, you'll die. So. It's not cold here. I am going to Minnesota. Yeah. I'm going to be. You need a jacket. Yeah. I'm going to be in the Twin Cities area. And my little sister sent me a picture of Minnehaha Falls, which is right down the road from where she's at. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking frozen. Yeah. And she's like, look how pretty it is. It's cold in the north. I'm a fat girl. I am 100%. I already told her I will lose a toe to frostbite. I swear to God, if we go outside, we're not doing it. I'm taking so many clothes. I bought fleece-lined leggings to put under my yeah, pants. that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. 
And I did that when I went to Colorado. And he's walking around without a jacket while it's snowing. With his dog. He's so precious and happy. Yes. So that's a plus. But I just feel like, unless he has some weird magical secret abilities that we aren't aware of. If he is literally Jack Frost. Yeah. Like, he he needs something. You know? Put Put a windbreaker on, at least. But it's also hard for me, anytime... A character is described as having, like, silvery hair and stuff. I automatically think they're old, which is stupid and, like, ageist. <laughs> but I, I don't know why I do. That I think that could be kind of an internalized um, thing that we grew up. If you have white hair or silver hair, you are older. But my coworker started going white when he was in, like, his late 20s, early oh, 30s. I have a ton of silver and all it's through my so hair. pretty. Oh my gosh. It drives me nuts because sometimes it just like sticks straight up and I have to yank it. I'm like, oh. Or like people point it out and they're like, how old are you? You have gray hair. I'm like, I'm 30. How <laughs> confusing is it to people that you look like you're 12, but, but you have, have gray, gray hair? hair? And like some of it's blonde. I've noticed that. Yeah. It's, anyways. Anyways, I think it's just, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's an internal thing where like we've been taught either through movies or through experience that like, General life. People have silvery, gray, mm-hmm. salt and pepper, white hair. Like, there's so, a whole range. Weird stereotype. And you very rarely see anyone that's young that has a full head of silver hair. Unless they did it themselves. Oh my god. Jan from Target. And her white hair. Yeah. I loved it. So pure. That was seriously driven snow white. Like That was the most cliche thing you've yeah, ever said. But it was true. It was true. She had no trace of any other thing. There ever. was no silver in it at all. It was so pretty, though. Yeah. Oh, great. So, yeah, he never gets cold. And, he's and like, I don't walking get cold, through. but not very often, at least. But I still, like, wear normal clothes. Yeah. Weather or season-appropriate clothes. Okay. I didn't used to. In high school, I used to walk around shorts and a t-shirt. No matter what the weather was, it would be freezing and stuff. And people would be like, are you going to get sick? I'm like, no. I want everybody to know, first off, Kat and I met up this morning. First off, we are the most productive people on the entire planet, and I'm really proud of us. Second of all, I meet Kat at her house. We load up her car because we're going to go run a billion errands before we do this recording. Yes. She comes out of her garage. I want everyone to know, first off, I was wearing a hoodie and I'm wearing <laughs> jeans. Kat comes out in a zip-up hoodie with shorts on. And I think, that's Kat. Yeah. That's pretty normal. But we also have to understand, it is December 15th when we're recording this in southern Arizona. It's not even, like, what, I've... 67 highs, today? Yeah, high 67 today. I think it was 47 when I woke up this morning. And I was Something like, I like know that. I'm going to be hot. Like, I'm wearing a tank top right now. Yeah. So, like, I get, <laughs> I understand, like, the dichotomy of someone who runs a little warmer versus someone who doesn't. But this, like, it doesn't even say he's warm. No, he just says he's, he's comfortable. He's not cold. And he, like, there's not a whole lot of mention of, like, how his heat envelops her. And, like, he keeps her protected from the cold. And, like, shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, but is that not the point of having a hot character? That their bodies are hot and they're supposed yeah. to keep the other character warm? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would think. We yeah. got really into the fact that he's never cold. That's the whole point of this portion of the con- the conversation, is that we didn't understand. We don't get it. We're also from southern Arizona. If it's fucking snowing, we're wearing a goddamn jacket. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Or raining. Yeah. Cold rain. Ugh. That's about it. But, you know, that's okay. Okay, so part of this is just that he just 
hates Christmas, and he hates it for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. We don't get into those reasons until later, but it has to do with his family and how shitty his parents are, and that his sister, like, left them because she was so tired of being the grown-up. So, their sister is the oldest. The parents had six children. Okay? Yeah. There were six of them. That's a lot. Jack remembers that he always had these perfect Christmases, everything was fun, everything was great, and it wasn't until he got older that he realized that these perfect Christmases were because his sister is the one who did them. Because Mm -hmm. the parents wanted the outward appearance of a perfect family. Right. But they were too science-minded to... God, they're just obsessive. They are. To, like, sit down and realize that they can't put all of that onto a child. And they did. She did all the cooking. She did all the cleaning. She paid for all of the kids to go to college. And they all went to Harvard, except for the sister. And the parents kind of resent her. They're like, well, she could have had it, but she didn't do it. And they're like, Jack's like, no, that's you, you shitty human beings. His parents are just really awful. Really awful. And this whole time we're talking about this missing sister. She left. Like you said, she left. She was tired of taking care of the kids. And she sent them an email, which is like a savage way to like. Y'all suck. I'm out. Don't contact Deuces. me. And then she leaves. Like, okay. Like, I'm sure there are times when we wish we could do that, but she she grew a pair for that one. We're going to leave everybody with a meme. That's how I'm leaving everyone. Here's <laughs> Bye. a meme. Bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, so his parents are definitely crazy. Mm-hmm. They still really want him to marry this next door neighbor from when they were children. Hartley. Her name is Hartley. She's like... She, to me, was described to look kind of like a coke addict. Mm-hmm. She was real skinny. She was, like, technically, she was pretty, right? Yeah, but, but she, she had, like, stringy hair. hair. She's, like, too thin. And she's, like, obsessed with him. Like, stalker obsessed. And, like, oh, so follows bad. him around and tells everyone that they're in love and we're getting married and I'm having his baby. And he's, like, stay the fuck away from me. Like, oh, God. But here's the kicker. Terrible. This whole thing happens. Chloe and Jack meet because Chloe is a contestant on this cheap knockoff Food Network mm-hmm. Christmas baking show. Yeah. This is for the romance, what is it, the romance creative something, yeah. something, something. Um, I have it pulled up in my notes, but I closed my Kindle, so I'm not going to pull it back I'm up. Sure. But they meet because of this, and then we find out that Jack Stalker Hartley is a contestant. Yeah, like, she's not just chilling in front of the tower. She's actually a contestant, and she's just using that as, like, leverage to always be near him, and he's just, like, really annoyed. And he's even more annoyed that she doesn't suck. Yeah! Like, he thinks she's just there as a stalker, but she actually is, like... She's holding her own. Yeah, she's holding her own. She's not doing the best. You don't underestimate people you don't like, I guess. Oh, she was awful. And she was so awful to Chloe and the friend... Her friend's name was Nina? Nina. Yeah. Yeah, it was Nina. I just found it strange, but it is what it is. This cheap knockoff Food Network situation. Which they... was, like, barely covered. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how she's not in trouble. Because they do have the Christmas Bake Off and the Holiday Bake Off competition. Yeah, my mom watches them religiously. Yeah. I just watched one the other night, and they had a dis- disproportionate Santa Claus. And he was leaning, and they had to stick a dowel in his belly so he wouldn't fall over. See? All important. <laughs> but... I don't know, just, I think some of the things that set aside were things like this was entirely streamed on, like, Facebook, on the internet. That's how they knew how many, like, people were watching and stuff. And then, like, the whole point of this was for the contestants to get their followers on Instagram 
to participate and like vote for best of show or like well and the whatever. whole thing they needed that is because they needed this to jump off so that they could make enough money to pay Jack the rent for the space that they were yeah. using and to advertise his shitty tower yeah and not only that but he was advertising the portion of his company that makes baking tools okay that company makes drills uh-huh. medical equipment and baking tools yeah they, they've got a hand in every pie. They sure do. It's all good. They sure do. No wonder he can have a penthouse and a tower and a husky. <laughs> and never be cold. Yeah. And eat it's his perfect. Christmas cookies, And too. buy her lavish gifts. Oh. Which were weird. Like, weird clothes. Like sugar daddy weird. Oh, I... Okay. We didn't put this on the list, but I was hoping someone would say something about it. Someone as in me? Like yes. The only one here. I mean, I could have, but I wasn't going to. It's 100% weird sugar daddy. Like, it's he's a sugar daddy. And, okay, I want to point out, too, that he gets his gift ideas from her Pinterest. This author did not give any fucks about using Instagram, real Facebook, Pinterest, yeah. But he buys her, like, ridiculous, like, lingerie, a fur coat, boots, a dress, but, like, things that are hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars. Okay. First off, you're never going to find my Pinterest. I don't even know if I have one anymore. Well, that's a shame. I have two. <laughs> because when you're on Google, like you're logged into your Gmail, uh-huh. and you go to Pinterest, uh-huh. like on the internet, yeah, it automatically signs you up for one. Don't know how that happens. That's weird. But someone had said that, a coworker had said that to me. I was like, that's dumb. You just hit the wrong button. No, it automatically signs you up if you have a Gmail and you're looking for something on Pinterest. Fucking weird. Yeah. That's strange. I was real annoyed. So now I keep getting these emails, and I'm like, leave me alone. I, d- I needed one thing. I hate that. I don't like that at all. Anyways. <laughs> so that's kind of how that all happens. But because they're using Instagram, Chloe starts to get gifts sent to her. So, like, there's a mention in, like, one of the earlier chapters that um, one of the fans says, can we send you fan mail? And she's like, yeah, send it here. So the she, shower, yeah. She starts receiving this fan mail. And she doesn't think about it, but it's like, seductive, like, kind of raunchy clothing that doesn't quite fit her right. And it gets more and more raunchy. Because there's at one point she's an elf and it's got crotchless panties. And a ball gag. Yeah. And if rope and shit. mails you a ball gag, I have a feeling. Call the FBI. There's something else going on. Yeah. Um, she, so it starts out kind of cutesy and she's just in, like, pajamas or something, got a little low cut or yeah, whatever. Yeah, a top or whatever, yeah. And she's meant to be, like, a busty woman you know, yeah but she whatever. she posts it on her instagram as kind of like fan service yeah but then the outfits keep getting weirder and weirder and she keeps wearing them for jack which also weirds me out if someone i didn't know sent me crotchless underwear i'm not wearing them I, yeah would you first of all put them on no. and then would you wear them for sexy time no i would throw them away <laughs> thanks but no thanks if you're a stranger i don't want the panties crotchless Christmas panties. That leads into, though, Jack buys her another weird gift, and it's the red and white Santa-style lingerie, and he comes home to his penthouse, and Hartley is wearing it on his couch. Oh, and it doesn't fit her. And it doesn't fit her. Oh, God. And then he ends up throwing it away, and then she, Chloe, gets really angry. She's like, you're cheating on me. But they're not dating. They're not dating. They're fucking. fucking. And she, like, freaks out. And doesn't let him explain. Oh, God, I hate that so much when people don't let the other person explain in these books. 
I don't like and miscommunication. And it's something fixable. Yeah. I don't like miscommunication like that. I don't like when you refuse to communicate. Hmm. Just fucking talk. We kind of know someone like that, unfortunately. Sometimes people just don't do it. But, so she, like, storms off and she's like, I'm not going to live in the tower. I'm not going to do this or that. And she, you know, goes to find her own place and goes to get a job at the very end here. Yeah. And then we hit, oh, God, we hit these Santas. Okay. She's been being stalked. Sprinkled throughout. She's being stalked by these Santas. Yeah. One Santa has this weird prophecy thing for her. I thought for a moment that this was going to be kind of like a... It's going to have some magical elements to it because of this weird Santa in the mall. But they're like bad knockoff Santa. God, they're so bad. There's a Santa in the mall. The security guy is just the a The drunk-ass <laughs> doorman. The drunk doorman. He's a homeless man that Jack's like, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks if you keep that crazy lady out of here. And he's like, sure, dude. So he just like accosts Hartley all the time. Yeah. But so good. <laughs> he's dressed as Santa. There's that one. And then we find out, so Chloe's family... Her parents died because they were meth addicts. Yeah. And then her cousin is a meth addict, and he stole all of her money. It's just this crazy thing. He shows up with his meth head friend. They're dressed as Santas. There are a lot of Santas. There like, are too okay, many but Santas. But to be fair, it's like a good disguise, because it's Christmas time, and in larger cities, that's like a thing. Where yeah. You have mall Santas all over. You have, like, Salvation Army Santa. You have, like, door people, or, you know. All kinds of Santas. At one point, though, she finds out that the person who is sending her the raunchy Christmas clothing is the guy who says he's going to be her boss. Yeah, she goes for an interview, and it's like a weird warehouse, and she's like the only one there, and it's just him. First of all, if you were supposed to go to a restaurant for an interview... And you show up at a warehouse... And there's nobody there... Leave. Like, why did, like, I understand the need to be polite, because I have that problem sometimes where you're, like, Fuck polite out of, like, your function. But if I feel like I might be, like, kidnapped or murdered, I probably am not going to stay around. All right, uh, Karen and Georgia from that My Favorite Murder podcast, it's my favorite podcast ever, have a saying, and it says, it, it, it is, fuck politeness. If you were in a situation, fuck being polite, don't ask questions, just get the fuck out of there. Their whole thing is stay sexy and don't get murdered. I am not coming for your brand. I'm just saying it. And 100% the entire time she is in this warehouse and I'm like, you need to leave. You are going to be murdered by a creepy person. Yeah. And he proves he's pretty creepy. Yeah. Um. So the other Santa that shows up is uh, Jack's dad because there's like this rumor going around because everyone knows she's sleeping with Jack, which is a terrible idea because he's technically her boss uh-huh. and he's a judge on the show. But there's a rumor going on that she's pregnant, and so his dad has, like, in his really misguided, thoughtful way, been like, I need to protect my future grandchild, and, like, stalks her whenever she leaves the tower. So we've got, what are we at? One, two, three, four, five Santas. There was too many Santas. There's, so there's, like, five Santas, and they all converge at the tower, because <laughs> Chloe gets kidnapped by her meth head cousin and his friend, mm-hmm. and they do a terrible job of kidnapping, because all she has to say is, like, if you take me to Jack at the tower, he'll give you the money, but you, you have to take me to him. Like, yeah. you probably have to see me. And you're like, mm, yes, she is correct. And they're, like, strung out already. Yes. They took something not good and pretty cheap, right? Yeah. Because he keeps, like, demanding money from her and, like, 
Even though he's, stores. he stole all of her money. Yeah, and he's like, but I'm your cousin. Don't you love me? Oma would think that you should give me money. And she's like, oh, okay, here's my last $10. And I'm no. like, oh my god, fuck it. Like, why? Stop being nice. It's terrible. Well, and that's just, like, guilt-ridden nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's enabling them. But, so anyways, so she, like, stumbles out of the car and is, like, trying to, like, run slash hop toward the tower. And then the dad Santa... It's like, oh, no, you don't. You're not going to hurt my grandchild. And, like, starts to attack them. And then drunk doorman Santa comes out and is like, hey, stop hitting each other. And then starts, you know, in on the brawl. And then the final Santa was like, you left our interview. And he, like, gets out of the car. And he's like, no, come with me. I love you. I love you so much. And it just is an entire shit show. So they're all, like, fighting in front of the tower. They're all brawling. And Jack shows up. And is like, what the fuck? And, like, starts to separate them. And then the police show up. But before that, his sister shows up and gets out of the car, all calm, cool, collected. And is like, cut it out. And all of them are like, oh, no. It was the most bananas scene. It's the one that made me laugh the most, though. Because it was funny. There was so much happening. imagining all these versions of Santa in all their different grossness. (laughs) And, like, the most... Gallant Santa is the drunk doorman. He and he's was, just like, hey, stop hitting. <laughs> he is he was funny throughout the entire thing. And there's just this huge brawl of drunk Santas. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was so funny. Cause it's just it, you don't expect it at that point. No, because you're like, God, this is really awful. Like being stalked is awful. All the Santas you're dealing with is awful. Being but kidnapped. This, like, the pinnacle of weird is the brawling Santas. Can you imagine being at a mall and just a bunch of Santas start fighting? No. It would be hilarious, It'd though. It would be terrifying in, like, a really weird way. But funny at It'd the same so time. Good. So, that happens. It's funny. I think that's the part that kind of saved it for me. Because it was so long. But it was an easy read, like you were saying. Um, it was very um, methodical. Yes. For the majority of the reading, not in a necessarily bad way, um, but their sex life almost became too methodical and in a way robotic. There was so much sex, there, though. Okay, so we got the a lot of sex that we were looking for, but we got a lot of kind of boring sex. Yeah. Because it was the same thing over and over. He eats her out, he takes her to bed. He eats her out, he takes her to bed. He fingers her through the panties. Oh, God, that's gross. (laughs) But it happens. But it is kind of methodical, and it is, it's kind of repetitive. Yeah. We wanted sex. We didn't get it. They had shower sex at one point. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that I don't like (laughs) the conversations they had during the sex. That was a big drawback for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't... Okay, so not that you're supposed to have a full-on conversation. If you do, whatever, that's a thing you do. But it was almost, like, really weak, dirty talk. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he seemed to say... And then she, it would be like, oh, and she, like, moaned or grunted or whatever, which is also weird. Ugh. But, um, <laughs> like, the number one thing he would tell her was how tight she was. Over and over and over. I'm like... Bro, who do you think she's fucking in between fucking you? Well, not only that. Like, if that's the only thing you can think to say to someone that you're having sex with, like, that's weird. Not only that, but the way the vagina works, 
It doesn't matter. When you're real into it, tightness isn't like a thing that you're into anymore because she's feeling it. If she's that tight, she's not that into it. And that's a problem. I think it was supposed to, like, help us infer that he was quite girthy. Ew. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) Oh, God. I think that's what that was meant for. Episode title, Quite Girthy. No, there's always something stupid I say. I love it. Oh, no. God, it's my favorite. Um, (laughs) I think that's what the intention was. Mm -hmm. To, like, showcase his... His, his manhood. Yeah. But you could just describe it instead, and I would be okay with that. We've had books where they've described the penis. Or if you penis. don't want to describe it in all of its masculine glory, <laughs> there are, like, so many ways that you can say dick without saying dick. Man root. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll tell you something later, but it's about a different book, and I don't want to detract from this one. Oh, goodness. Um, but I thought that that was also maybe trying to make up because, uh, make up for him implying that she was fat in that one scene. In the very first scene. Where he was like, you scene. should lay off the sweets. Yep. Which, first of all, out of line. You shouldn't tell people that. Fuck off. Let I like to eat cookies. be fat and happy. I'm fat and happy. If you want to be skinny and happy, that's cool, too. But we like, just ate a lot of Mexican food, too. I'm still feeling pretty good well, about it. Well, you know what? I think part of it, too, was that he did it publicly. He did it while they were filming in front of other competitors and judges. And I think if someone called me fat in front of people that were judging me already, I would never speak to them again. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to. So it's just like a weird judgment flaw. And, like, yeah, he apologizes and they, like, make up and stuff. But the insecurity that stems from someone that you you want them to have a good opinion of you calling you awkward is not just fat. Like, you could be other things like stupid or yeah. you know, lazy, whatever it is. Just, I feel like she didn't necessarily make him earn her trust back. No. And I think that that's, like, a huge, huge, huge problem. Because if you're going to call me fat and then you're going to want to fuck me. We need to we have, have a conversation. Yeah, we have conversations we need to like, have. I don't like fat women, fuck off. But I'll fuck you. No. Either you're telling me I'm not fat, or you're saying I'll still fuck you even though you're fat. And I have an issue with that wording too. Oh, it's not that so I've awful. ever been called fat by someone I was having sex with. I have I've been told that I've had a big ass, which is funny because I don't. <laughs> I think that's really funny. And I don't <laughs> like I'm sorry, but my butt is not big. No. It's, it's muscular. It is. It's muscular. It's very, very hard. Yes. But it's not big. It's quite small. I want the people to know, though, <laughs> I am agreeing to these things, mostly because Kat has been my friend for 10 years. <laughs> we have gone to the gym together. We've worked out together. It's a thing you notice, Who and you it? talk about it. Someone asked me if they could poke my butt, like one of our friends did. But I don't remember why. Maybe we were at the gym. I don't remember. But, yeah. I'm trying to think of that situation now. Like, who would say that? Yeah. It's not one of the boys. No, they would never say that. Because they'd be appalled if I said yes and then, like, really annoyed at me if I gave them shit. (laughs) I said no. But, um, yeah, no. Like, there are ways to tell people you appreciate how their body looks without being disgusting. Yeah. Like, tell them you have a big butt. Cool. You think you have a big butt. 
But if you said I had a fat ass, I'd probably be really mad. And that's essentially what Jack does to her. <laughs> oh, God. You know? There was, yeah, I, I mean, there were flaws to it. But yeah. there was still, there was things that redeemed it and made it funny. So, I think we're pretty much done yeah, with the did, list. We did everything we had. But I just, <laughs> just the, the you're so tight thing for all, Ugh. literally all the sex scenes. Almost like he's surprised. Like, has he never had sex? He has to have. He has to have. Oh, God. But still. But still. So, it's time for our rating. Yeah. On a scale. From one to five. We're going to keep ratcheting up for mine. <laughs> oh, no. What do you rate it? I'm going to do a 3.5. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> okay. So, I said a 3.5 because I was truly entertained. Like, mm-hmm. the, the fat comments and the, like, weird sex talk, that's honestly not the worst we've had. No, we've had we've much had worse. We've had far worse insults in books and far worse attempts for redemption in books. And, and not far just, worse pillow talk. Well, and not just in the books that we've read for the podcast, just in books in general that we've yeah, read in really, life. Why would you say that to someone? This is a gentle reminder to everyone that Kat and I hate read Fifty Shades of Grey together. And then hate watched the first one in theaters. Okay, no. We hate watched the first one at my house, and then we hate watched the second one oh, while publicly. drunk publicly. Oh, and we heckled. <laughs> oh my god, did we heckle. We didn't do a third one. We just couldn't find the time, and we also didn't want to support the franchise any more than we already had. I watched it on my own when it was on HBO. Oh, Let me God. tell you, it was fucking awful. But Tyler Hecklin was in it. I don't care enough. Those adorable bunny teeth. I just don't care enough. No one should care. It's a terrible, terrible series in so many ways. So awful. So, 3.5, it was entertaining. Uh-huh. It wasn't the best romance we've ever read. It mm-hmm. wasn't the worst romance we ever read. But it did what it needed to do for us. Right. Especially coming off of that anthology. I have such high hopes for the anthology. I'm still, like, disappointed in my little heart. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be those feel-good Christmas stories. Yeah. Where, I don't oh, whatever. My I mom wanna... my mom wanted to borrow it, and I told her I wouldn't let her do it because I didn't want to ruin her Christmas like that. I don't want to talk about it. It's bad. So, yeah, 3.5. Um, but... We also know what book we're doing next, but that's not until after the new year. We're both going to read it on our separate flights yes. separate places at separate times. So, um, <laughs> just a, a small announcement. Oh, it's not small. It's this not is small? Awesome. Okay. <laughs> no, this is awesome. You should be, like, proud of it, not just excited about I am, it. I am very excited. I'm very nervous about it. Um, so, in March, Tucson has the Tucson Festival of Books. Yes. And I was asked to moderate a panel for the romance uh, portion of it. There are going to be a couple panels in regards to the romance. Mm-hmm. There are some insane authors. We're so excited. And I don't know that we're allowed to announce them. We are, because it's oh, on we their are. website. It's Good. on their website. So we're, um, we're going to read some of their books in preparation for Jess being the moderator. Because yes. they're like... We need someone to moderate. One of you guys would be great. And I was like, Jessica, because she does all that research <laughs> shit. And she would ask all the questions, and I would just be, like, in awe of people. Okay, so <laughs> the authors who are going to be here for the festival in March. So if you're in Tucson, or if you're going to be in Tucson, or if you want to come to Tucson it's for this. It's a really cool outdoors event with a lot of panels and discussions and book signings. Yeah. And local authors and food and 
performances by U of A, and it's so just, much it's stuff. So cool! It's so nice. Um, so the authors who are going to be here for the romance portion of this, these are authors who write strictly romance, are going to be Mia Sosa, Lissa K. Adams, Rebecca Weatherspoon, yeah. and Christina Lauren. Yeah. So our goal is to read at least one of their books, a more recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, for some of them, they're like brand new to the game. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be reading the Bromance Book Club as our first one in January, right? Yep, by Lissa K. Adams. And that will be our like first author so that we know what to expect, know mm-hmm. what Jess can talk about. Um, shout out to Jess. Hi. She's the one that got our Jess this gig. Yes. Because she came and report, or reported, supported us at our live recording. Yes. And that was really cool to meet, like, a, like a colleague, I guess, maybe? Yeah. Colleague? It was, okay, so I want everyone to know, I have been reading Christina Lauren since, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, since they wrote Twilight fanfiction. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so I have been reading them for that long. They are some of my favorite authors. Maybe that's my aunt's view that she loves Twilight, so maybe that's why she loves Christina Lauren. We need to have that discussion off, one, off mic. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that she's super excited. Yes. So we're going to try to get into a panel with them. But... We're going to just start there. Yeah, we're going to do The Bromance Book Club by Lissa K. Adams. We're excited and a little nervous. Kat is nervous. I'm not so I have much. some reservations. And that's fair. But I'm going to try to be open-minded. Yes. About the content. I hope that you're able to actually read because you're going to be on a plane in the middle of the two boys. I'm afraid they're going to try to read over my soul, my, my shoulder and be like, does that say cough or something? I'll be like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to read it aloud to, to you? To you, to the plane. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're excited to have something that's like local and fun, and our really, really, really supportive friends at Mostly Books will be out there. Yes, they go have support their own them. booth. And uh, so you know, in our whole thing about keeping it local and yeah. supporting local everything. Um, that's what happens in Tucson and in March. I think that... it's the Ides of March this year. It is the Ides of I March. I saw that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, we're, we're giant literary nerds that when we see that in yeah. March, we all have to talk about we're the Ides of so March. <laughs> <laughs> that's just who we we're are. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's going to happen. We'll probably put a little bit of information on our blog if you want to check that out. The link, like I said at the beginning, is going to be down in the show notes. Um... I don't really want to leave you with a quote this time, so Happy New Year. I hope your holiday was amazing. And I hope you got clothing to save you from that mean cat from the card. Okay, yes, let's talk about the card Just before really we go. Because um, I that has really revolutionized our gift giving. <laughs> we have decided that instead, like, our plan was to exchange gifts after New Year's Eve. Because we're both just crazy out of town and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we got this card from Shelf Love. No, not Shelf Love. No, we got it. We got a card from Shelf Love. So oh, shout out the to, other one. to Andrea. Yeah, and then we got another one from the Spoop Hour podcast. Um, okay, they sent this card, and on it is. I am not going to try to pronounce the it's name the of Yule it, cat. but it's the Yule Cat, which is um, an Icelandic folklore cat, yeah. and it is said that if you don't get new clothing for Christmas, the Yule Cat will come and eat you. Yeah, and then we talked about the Coatsy. Yes, we did. And needing new shoes, and we settled on just an article of clothing to point us in the right direction, because 2020 has been uh, famed as the year of karma, so yes. if you owe some massive karmic debt, I am so sorry. Oh, God. If you have accumulated wonderful karma in 2019, 
congratulations. I hope your year is so soon. I can't wait. I'm excited and a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and leave you with this. Happy New Year. I hope your holidays were great. And bring on 2020. Yay! Bye! Bye!